Welcome everyone to Ave Torah slash Margen Abraham slash Hara Lebanon Daf Yomishur. Today's Shur is Daf Ayin Chet. We will begin on Ayin Chet Malaf with a brand new Perek Hayshash Nafim Lechasim. Okay, so Mishnah goes as follows: Hayshash Nafalach Lechasim Adzlot Etales. A woman who uh, got married and she got Nechasim. She got. There's two stages of marriage, right? There's Erusin and Nisuin. Okay, she got. This woman got property before she was at all married. Mm-hmm. In this case, modim bet Then, this case, everyone agrees. That she has the power to give it and or or sell it to somebody, and it'll work. Okay. Which means. Even after she had, she got married. Even after she gets stage one married, she's still allowed to sell it. Everyone agrees. Okay, she came with it before marriage. Right now, the husband really want would like to get his hands on those properties because he could usually eat the fruits. But since she got the property before she was engaged, and now she's only stage one engaged, not stage two engaged. Mm-hmm. Therefore, therefore, it's okay, right? Nafula mishnit asa. Okay, if she got the property after she got engaged. Okay, after engaged. Okay. Right, she got the property after engaged. Bet Shemai says Tim Kor, she should sell it. She, she could sell. It. She, she could, could sell. It. sell it. She could sell it. And Bet says it. Lo, you Tim Kor. Bet Hillel says if she got it after she got engaged, and now she's engaged, of course. Okay, mm-hmm. so now. Now, Bet Shammai says, you're allowed to sell it lechatchila. Also, same thing. But Bet Hillel says, no, you can't sell it, but if you sold it, it works. Okay? That's my chlok in that case. Why won't she be able to sell it? She can't sell it because you got it when you were already engaged. So the husband really has the has, has to have rights to it. When you need it. She's already she's more than engaged. She's like she's uh-huh. she's kiddushin wise, but she's not fully married. Uh-huh. So Betty says, "Listen, you're not supposed to, but if you did, it works okay. because because you got it after you by engaged." Amru Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, "Amru Hamim Vnegamim Hoyel V'Zachabi Shalom Yiskem Nechasim." So Rabbi Yehuda is asking a question. What do you mean? If 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 the husband got the wife, he shouldn't get her property. Already from when the time he's engaged, he should get the property. So why are we saying this halacha? Amalehem, so he said back to him, He's so Rabangamuel told the rabbis, he says, I don't know why, even after she's married, I don't know why the rabbi said that she has she gets her, her property. You want to make it that you even get you even get the property when she's only engaged? That was the back and forth. Here's that okay, case. That was case one. We had case two. Now we have case three. Case three. Nafalom mission is set. If the property <coughs> fell to her this time after she's fully married, both Betchemai and Betilel agree that if she sold it, something that she got after she's fully married, that the husband, that, 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 Everyone agrees that it doesn't work. And not only doesn't it work, the husband has the right to go and get it back. Mm-hmm. 
in case she sold it. Okay, he could definitely stop it, and if she sold it, you get it back. If she, if she if she got the property when she's fully married. Now, if she got the property before set, set. let's say she got the property before she got married, and then she got married, and now she wants to sell. So if she got the property when she's fully married, everyone agrees that you get it back. If she got the property when she was stage one or or pre-married, stage zero. Well, she got, she got the property when she's only half married, okay. right? And then she got fully married, and now she sold it. It's not quite as good, right? When you, when you got the property, when you're fully married, everyone agrees the husband can take back okay. the property. If you got the property when you the stage one, then she sold it after she's fully married. So then, Rabangalil says this. says in that case, if she sold it, then it works. She shouldn't sell it. If she sold it, it works. Okay. okay. So according to this, told what do you mean? If you got a wife, you shouldn't get her stuff? How could it be that if she sold it, it works? He said back, I don't even know why the husband gets the property at all. Right? I don't know why the husband gets the property at all. Right? Right? Make sure it's still recording. You gotta put an Are we still recording? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hope. Let's hope. Um, is this a new phone? Yeah. Okay, so this one should work, right? This is a better phone. <laughs> okay, so hopefully it's, they fix it. <laughs> the other one was junk, the other one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Now. Uh, Rabbi Shimon Cholek Ben Nechasim Nechasim. Rabbi Shimon makes a difference between different types of Nechasim. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're praying Shachit uh, here, right? Yeah. Okay, good. So he says, depends what kind of Nechasim. Nechasim are Yidu'im, if they're known to the husband, Lebal, if the husband knows about the properties, then Lot and Quran, she can't sell it, and, she, and if she sold it, he could, he could take it back. But she ain't Lebal, according to Rabbi Shimon, if the husband didn't know about the properties, then if she sold it, it works. So Rabbi Shimon, is, he disagrees wow. with the previous He says it depends on what kind of property it is. Does the husband know? If the husband knows, he can knock, knock it out. If he doesn't know, he doesn't knock it out. Now, what knowing and not knowing means, the Gemara is going to clarify. Okay? Okay. okay. Says the Gemara. Baruch Atah Adonai, Yohi, Malach Aram, Shalakon, Yohi, Gara. Says the Gemara. Maishna Reisha Dolo Pligi, Umaishna Sefa De Pligi. We want to know. How come the stuff that she got before she's engaged, everyone agrees she's allowed to sell it, right? Before she's engaged, yeah. Right. That everyone agrees. Even though she's selling it after she's engaged. Oh, okay. Right? Well, my but in the case that she, with the stuff that she got after she's engaged, they believe that there's a machlok about Shemai Patel. Why is there machloket about what's the difference if you got it before or got it after? Why is there a difference? You understand the question? Mm-hmm. Ama de Rabbi Beirabiana answers Resha bizchuta naflo, sefer bizchuta naflo. When it's the Resha we're talking about, she got it before she's engaged. So therefore, he had no zichut. She got it because of. 
she got the stuff because of herself. She had her own zechuyot. He had no right, basically he had no rights to her stuff when she got it. And the Sefer, she got, he had rights. Right? That's why, that's why it's a difference. So if what you're saying is true, that when she when she got it while she's engaged, it's called his zechut. So then, why did we say that if she sold it, it works? Why did Beit Hillel say that if she sold it, it works? Shouldn't work only. You got to it's my zechut. Question: If he knows about it or not? What? No, that, that's a different. Rabbi. That's the rabbit that oh. we're in the beginning of the mission now. Right. Um, so Gemara says, When it comes out in the Reisha case where she got it while she's while she's not married at all, okay. so it's for sure her zechut. Okay, good. The Sefer is talking about a case where we're not sure whose rights they are. When you when with a Sefer when she she got the property when she's engaged, engaged we're not sure whose property it is. It's not like we're sure it's his. Before we thought, when she's engaged, if it falls when she's engaged, that means for sure his. Then we asked the more should it work? If, he, if she sold it, if it's for sure his, it's his. There's no. The answer now is when, if she gets it when, he's, when she's engaged, we say it's like we're not sure whose it is. And if we're not sure whose it is, then if she, he, she shouldn't sell it. But if she sold it, it works. Good. Okay. Okay. So in our mission we said that they said in front of Rabban Gamil, uh, if you got your wife, why don't you get her stuff? And he says, I don't even know why you I don't even know why you get it even when you're married. Forget about it now. Right? So you buy the When Rabbiuda said that Rabban Gamil didn't like the law. Was he talking about, there was two parts of the law. One part is the fact that she shouldn't sell it. And the other part of the part is that if she sold it, she, it, it works. Right? Is he talking about that, the fact that she shouldn't sell it? Or the fact that if they sold it, that it works? Which one don't you like? You right? Because again, we're saying, what do you mean I should have the right over my wife's stuff? Is that asking, I should have the right, therefore she shouldn't be able to sell it? Or... Therefore, if she sold it, I should be able to get it back. Which part is he arguing on? Understand? Tashima, I'll bring you a proof. We're now on the top of Ayn Chet for a bit. Tashima, I'll bring you a proof. Why? The time you went to the right, I'm going to be with that. I'm going to be with that. I'm going to be with that. Since a woman who's fully married, it's your wife. And a woman who's partially married is also your wife because the halachas they both need to get. Then, just like, just like when a fully married girl sells something, we knock out the, the sale. Mm-hmm. So too, when a partially married girl, we should knock out the sale. Why don't we do? That's what they told him. Mm-hmm. I, 
right? Amalem, so we told him back, Al Khalchim Anu Boshim. He said, We're not sure about the rule, but when you're fully married, we don't know where it came from. So you're telling you you want to, you want to roll on us even the even when you're partially married? So we see from here that the part they were arguing about was the part that it stays it stays sold even even if that's what they're talking about. And this writer, it made it clear what they were talking about. Tanya, we learned in the writer. This is not what the what Rabbi told the rabbis when they asked about Arusa and he told them Arusa was sold and he told them that. claims that this is what he told them. Don't compare Erosim to Nisua. According to this, Rabbi Gamaliel answered back a different thing. He says, he didn't answer, oh, I don't we know why even a, a, a married lady who sells something, it goes. He says something different. He said, um, you can't compare a fully married girl to a partially married girl. According to this, version B, he answered, he didn't say, I don't even know why a married girl. He said, can't compare married girl to, to an unmarried girl. Why? Because a married girl, when she finds something in the street, her husband gets it. And he also, her wages, the husband gets. Also, the husband has the power to knock off her, a promise that she makes. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to compare that to an arusa that the husband doesn't get not her findings and not her wages and not can't, and can't knock off the things? Right? The rabbi said, Rebbe, what about a case? We, we agree about your, your halakha in a case where she sold it before she got married. But if she got married and then she sold it, what's the law? Which means, we agree you shouldn't learn from the case uh, from this case in, the case in the case where she's married and then she sold it. But what happens if she got married then she sold it? You still agree that that she shouldn't do it, right? Let's see, let's see. She sold it after she's fully married. That, that, what about that case? Uh, so he told him, no. Even this lady who's fully married should be able to work. If she does it, it works. So he told him, what do you mean? If I married a girl, I shouldn't get her stuff. He says, uh, he, he told him, even. On the new stuff, even stuff that she got after she's fully married, we're nervous about. You want to throw on us even new the new stuff? You want to throw on new laws? He doesn't agree. Okay. Now, according to that brighter, according to this brighter, Rabban Gamliel said, uh, I don't know if we have one there, Ralph. You could look in with uh, Moshe. Moshe, you let him look in. Okay. Moshe, let you look in. Oh, you found one? Okay, fine. Because Moshe wasn't giving it. Okay. Um, so he says, How can you say that? Didn't we learn in, in a different Mishnah? In our Mishnah, I thought he said, the Only in the case that she, if she, 
if she sold it before, if she got the property before she got married, and then she got married and she wants to sell, so Rabbi only let that if she sold it, it works. But it doesn't say that you could go sell it. According to what you're saying, he's allowing you to sell it. Amar Vazid said, you're right. Change the Brishna. And it should say, Rabbi says that you could actually sell it. If she got it while she's engaged, and then she got married, Rabbi actually says that you could sell it. Not just that if she sold it, then it's okay. No. You, Rabbi says you could sell it. So change the Mishnah. So she can sell it. According to Rabbi Gamaliel, if she got the property while she was engaged, and then she got fully married, Rabbi Gamaliel lets you sell it, and the, 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 the other members disagree. And the money goes to God. No, she keeps it, yeah. According to Rabbi Gamaliel. So they don't hold that if she sold That's the answer of Zvid. He says, change the Mishnah. Rabbi Papa has a different way to get out of the problem. Again, we have a problem that our Mishnah sounds like that if a girl got property while she's engaged, and then she got married... Our Mishnah sounds like Rabbi doesn't let her sell it, but if she sold it, it works. And here it sounds like you could actually let you sell it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to answer. But our Papa says, anyway. Lo kasha. Ha, Rabbi Huda, Aliba, It's two different rabbis arguing about what Rabbi Gamaliel said. Mm-hmm. One rabbi claimed that he said only with the Abad, and the other rabbi said that he said even the Chatechila. Rabbi says, oh yeah? You want to say that Rabbi Gamaliel holds like Bet Shemai? Right? Because according to Bet Yilel, even Arusa can't sell stuff. Right? We said in the Mishnah, we had a case of Machlok and Bet Shemai and Bet Yilel, in a case of Arusa, a girl who's engaged only. That Rabban Gamliel, no, I'm sorry, Bet Yilel said, she shouldn't sell, but she still works. Right? And Bet Shemai says, she could sell. So according to this, that girl's, welcome Mike, that girl's only in Arusa. This girl's a fully Nisua. And yet, Rabbi Gamaliel is letting him, letting her lechatchila sell. So that means she's, he's only like Bet Shemai. Mm-hmm. Usually, we don't go like Bet Shemai against Bet Hillel, right? So how can you claim that Rabbi Gamaliel goes like Bet Shemai? What's the law? Hachi Kamar, welcome back. Lorecha Bet Shemai Bet Hillel Bet Shemai and Bet Hillel didn't argue on this. They both agree they they could do lechatchila. So Rabbi Rabbi Uda says. Machloket is only according to you. But according to him, there's no machloket. And everyone agrees that you could do lechatchila. So it's machloket. We're in daf ayin chet amubet. Towards the bottom of the page. Okay? Okay. Now we have a statement. Rav and Shmuel both say, Whether she got the property before she got engaged. Whether she got the property after she got engaged, Vinny said, then she got married. In either case, according to this opinion, no matter what, if a girl wants to sell property that she got from before after she's fully married, not only can she not sell it, but even if she sold it and somebody bought it, the guy, the husband could go to the guy who bought it and say, you bought my wife's property? Yeah, I bought it. She sold me yesterday. Ha <laughs> I'll take it back. So let her give me the money back. Good luck. She owes you money. But I'm taking the property back. What's the window time for that? So husband finds out. Unlimited. Wow. It's like a lien. Like you have a lien. You have a lien on a property. Go back and get the stuff. Wow. Okay? According to Robert Schwill, they both hold like that. 
right? Kiman, who do they call it? The local Bihuda, it's not like a Bihuda. Because according to Bihuda, he says, Bidiyavad, it works. The local Bihuda, the local Bihuda, he says, you can tell the Chathchila, right? So who does he go like? How could Rav and Shmuel both say this? They're against both Tanaim. They hold like Rabbi Tenu. The Tanya, because we learned Rabbi Tenu Chazuv and Imnu Ben Shinaflu. Actually, today it's Ben Shinaflu. We said the Bible to be like God. We turned that there's two. So we, we had two opinions in the Mishnah, and this is the most drastic opinion. Is like neither of them, which is that the husband could always take back like Rabbi Shmuel, like Rabbi Tenu. He's the Rabbi Tenu is the Tana, and Rabbi Shmuel and Moraim, and they both hold the that the husband can take back no matter what. Whenever she's, whenever she sold it, when she's fully married, husband can take it back. Okay, we're now at the two dots. We said in the Mishnah, Mishnah said, if the girl sold it when she's fully married, Elu ve'elumudim, everyone agrees that the husband could take it away. Right. Let's assume that this brighter is a proof to the takana that the rabbis made in Usha. What, what takana did the rabbis make in Usha? Oh, don't worry. In the town of Usha, they made a rule. A woman who sold her property, property while her husband is alive. Umeta, and then she dies. Okay? The husband could take away from, from the kuchot. So it sounds like it's the same thing as that. Mara says, no. Okay. Our Mishnah, the, the rule is, when a woman has property, let's say you, you get married to a girl and she has an apartment building. She owns a big apartment building in the city. Right? Uh, the, the building is worth 100 million. Okay? And every, every month, you collect 100,000 rent. The husband has the right to collect $100,000 rent a month profit from the building. That's the law. Mm-hmm. Okay? But the husband does not have the right to sell it for the $100 million. Mm-hmm. That right is hers. Okay? She can't sell it while she's married. Are you with me or no? no. If she sold it when she's married. You marry Gertrude, right? Okay? You, you marry Gertrude. Gertrude happens to be a wealthy lady. She owns an apartment building in the city. She inherited from her father. She inherited from her father. Okay. Now, the building is $200 million profit. $100,000 profit monthly. Okay. $1.2 million a year you can make from the, from the property. Good. But the building's worth $100 million. The husband is collecting the property for rent for a while. And then he's just saying, I want to sell the property. He's not allowed to sell it. She has the right to sell it. But she can't sell it either because he has the right to the fruits. He has the right to the property, to the, to the rents. So no one can sell it, unless they both agree. Okay? They both agree, obviously. Both agree, go ahead. Okay, do what they want. But she has rights and he has rights. Good. Now, what happens if she sold it? So, if she sold it anyway. So in our case, we said, one Mishnah says that there's two cases, of, two cases of a husband demanding it back. One case is talking about when the husband wants it back while she's alive because he wants to get his right to his 1.2 million. A year, okay? The other one is talking about she died already and the husband wants it back because... She wants, he wants 100 million. Right, because, he, because he's inheriting her, right? Husband inherits the wife. Okay, that's two different cases. So Usha is talking about after she's dead, she's dead to get the 100 million and our Mishnah was talking about a case 
where she was alive to get the to get the one point two one one point two yes a year, okay. Now in the Mishnah it says Rabbi Shimon cholek ben nechasim yiduim. In the Mishnah we said that according to Rabbi Shimon he has a new maverick position. He holds. Did you learn it there? Yeah. Okay, fine. So you're gonna pray with us inside, okay? At eight, yes. We're praying. We're sitting at eight, right? Yeah, that's what we're starting at. Because they're gonna go till eight anyway. These guys just longer now, okay? Okay. So Rav and Shmuel. No, oh, I'm sorry. So the, we said in the Mishnah that um, according to Bishimon, it depends what kind of property it is. If the husband knew about the property, then he could get it back. And if the husband didn't know, then he can't get it back. That's what the Mishnah says, Bishimon. So we want to clarify, what does that mean, know or not know? What does that mean? Elohen Shein, Yudim, Elohen Shein, Yudim. Which ones are called known, which ones are not known? Amar Biosim Yechelina. Welcome, Isaac. Yiduin Mekarka'eh. Shein Yudim Metaltalin. He says, known property is real estate. Not known property is non-real estate. Everybody knows about real estate. Not everyone knows about non-real estate. And therefore, when the Mishnah says, things that he knows, he can get back. He doesn't know he can't get back. He's talking about real estate or not real estate. Mm-hmm. That's according to Rabbi Yossi Bechalina. Okay? Now, Rabbi Yochan disagrees. He says, He says, whether it's property or whether it's real estate or whether it's a car, Either way, it's known. So what's not known? What's called not known? If she lives here and she got property in, in Zambania, that's called not known. You got it? So it's like the rent every month. It was building up over there. Yeah, she has a guy, she has a thing. That's called the non-known property that the husband can't take. Good. Where's he Gamara? So the asses are okay. Today is the first day of, of the new Gemara. The third one. The okay, third, fine. The third and they didn't send it to you yet? What? No, I, I have it. I didn't, oh, but you didn't realize. I didn't know that it was that this was the last page. Okay, fine. Tanya Namiyahu, you're right like this also. Elohim Shayudim, Kosher Shevet Kamen of said the same thing. Anytime it's called not known property when she she lives here and she got the property in uh, uh, London. Okay? London's another country. If the, if the wife passes, the husband can take the assets back? Welcome, Rabbi. What? If the wife passes and she sold the asset, and the husband can take the asset So back. according to Bishimon, he can take the asset, but that's only, that's only, he can take the assets, but that's only if he knew about it, according to Bishimon. Okay. okay? Now here's the story. You ready for the story? There was a woman. She was trying to hide her stuff from her husband, which means she had property and she didn't want the husband to know about the property when she got married, right? Okay? She's about to get married. And therefore, Katrina Libarte, she wrote, she wrote out a, a document that she's giving the property to her daughter. Okay? Okay. Now, it's my look at exactly what the case is. Rashi says that she made an announcement that she doesn't really want it to work. Others say that she didn't make any notes. Not, not clear exactly what the case is, but this is the case, okay? Now, in Sebev in Gashe, she got married and then she got divorced. Now, after she's divorced, Atel Kameh, the Rav Nachman, they came in front of Rav Nachman. There's a, there's a, there was an argument between the daughter and the mother. The daughter wants the property, and the mother also wants the property. Mm-hmm. You got the case? Again, she. Mike. 
Okay? You got the case? There's a, a mother, Gertrude's getting married. Okay? And she knows that this guy is not the greatest guy. She's not sure if she wants to tell him that she owns a $100 million property in the city. Right? So she writes off she a doc. A pre- she wants a prenup. Oh, no, so it's like, like a prenup the other way, she writes a deed that she's de- deeding the property to her daughter. Now, it's not clear exactly what she said. She said, but she wrote it to the daughter. Then she got married, and sure enough, she got divorced. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now she's divorced. She's now the, now, now there's, a, there's a court case. Daughter and mother. Daughter says... Hmm. You gave it to me a year ago. Mother says... Yeah, I, I'm divorced, I want it back. I only meant... I only, I only meant, meant to protect me from this guy. Bingo. Case comes in front of Rav Nachman. Right? Vikare Rav Nachman Rav Nachman ripped up the document. Which means document? the document that says he's giving it to the, she's giving it to the daughter, he rips it up. And he says, doesn't count. She only meant, she only meant it as this. Right? So Anan heard the story that Nachman ripped it up. And he went, in front of, he went to complain to Morokva. Morokva is the big rabbi. He went to complain to Morokva and he says, he says, yeah. He says, Amale, Chazi Mor Nachman Kalka. Hechi Makarish Tarenchi. You saw, did you see that Rav Nachman, who doesn't know the laws, and he's ripping up people's documents? The document was good. He's, he's ripping up people's documents. Look what he's doing. He don't know how to judge. Okay. So, Morukva told back, Amale told him back, Emily Izi, tell me the exact story. He ripped up people's documents. What's, what happened exactly? So he said, this is, such and such is the story. Oh, you're talking about a star that she wrote to, to kiss the husband away from her stuff? That type of star? I have a quote from my rabbi who's quoting Shmuel, the great old rabbi, and he says, I am a rabbi who's a judge in court. If I ever see one of these documents that a guy wrote it only to get the guy out of the property, I'll whip it up. So therefore, he's right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm only Rabbi The woman doesn't have the right to do such a thing, basically. No, the, the, no, the daughter has no right to the property. Ripped up the property means, ripped up the document means the daughter, any time a woman who writes a document, she doesn't mean really to give it, she only means to kiss somebody away, I'll whip up the document. And therefore, she can't. It's good while she. Why? It, the fact that she made a declaration that she doesn't really want to give it to her daughter that works, and we rip from the document. She includes that in the document. No, verbally. It's machloket if she verbally said it, or she didn't say it at all. It's machloket. So during the year that the daughter is in possession of the property, it's, it's really, good. It's hers. No, it's really the mom's. Right. All so alone. It's never good. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the it's document. Never good in the right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's true. He says, I don't agree. That's generally true if I give my property to a random guy. Of course it's true. Because we say, why would a guy give his whole $100 million property to a random guy? Right. But a guy will give it to a daughter. So how can you have the right to rip it up on a daughter case? Which means, yeah, it's true. No one writes, no one just gives away property to other people. But that's true if it's a stranger. But would you say the same thing on a daughter? Why are you ripping up a daughter's document? But she's giving it for conditions. It's but it's a daughter. Yeah. People give gifts to daughters. Mm-hmm. Meaning if she would have wrote the document to some random stranger because she was so desperate 
to and she didn't want the husband to get anything, then you could ask a question. But giving it to her daughter, we could see that a mother would give a daughter. Right, to right, <laughs> right. She says they went back. No, I feel happy. Even the daughter. People like themselves better than they like the daughters, and therefore, it's therefore, no good, it's, no it's also no good. Even in that case, okay. So the case is void. Right, right. That's, that's why we're not the document. Okay, we have a question on Shmuel. Okay. We have a question from a A lady who wants to hide stuff from her husband can't say, what should she do? She writes a, 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 a comforting document to other people. Which means she writes a document where she tells uh, Mr. X, here's the property. It's not really yours, but uh, I, I want to get it away from my husband. And she writes somebody, right? That's what Rashbag says. Chachamim say, no. If the guy wants to get it, even though he promised that he's not going to take it, he could joke around with her and take it. Because it's a star. Unless she writes in the star, Unless she writes a document, I'm just giving it to you from now, if I want to. Then it's okay. But if he writes a real document, the guy who gets it can mess it up. So it says, Time of the the reason why it works is because she writes that. But if she didn't write that, can you see that the person buys it? So why doesn't the daughter get this case? Why did Shmuel make a rule that you could always knock it out? You see, it's not true. Are you with me or no? Yeah. Amar Abzera lo kasha. Abzera said, "No, it's not a problem." Ha bekula. That's when did we say that it's automatically okay that you could, she could get it back if she gave all her property to the daughter? Because uh-huh. that we know she'll never give all her property away, mm-hmm. and therefore we know it's a sketch. But if she gave one, right. uh, one of them. Ha. The other case where if you didn't write another, that's talking about a case that when you only did part of it. Okay. And if it's batel, right, when you gave all the things, and they didn't get it, let the husband get it. Why does she have the right to get it back? If she didn't really give it, then it's the husband's. It's like property that, doesn't, that the husband doesn't know about. Remember we said, yeah. when there's property the husband doesn't know about, then she's able to hold, to hold on to the property. So the rabbis make it that when you write a document like this and the guy doesn't get it, it's like property I don't know about and that's how she's able to keep it. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.